You're tuning in to another episode of Wildlife Wonders Podcast. Sit back and relax, because today we're going to learn animal facts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of another week of Wildlife Wonders Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sariana. Thank you for tuning in once again um, this lovely Friday or whenever you are listening to it and however you are listening to it. I appreciate you. We are going strong with another animal. But this week, I have decided, why are we staying in Australia? Let's move along. Let's go around the world and see what we can find. So this week, we will be talking about an invertebrate. Now, if you listened to the first episode, or if you didn't listen to the first episode, I'll explain the invertebrate is a species of animals that do not have backbones. They lack a backbone. They lack a spine. That does not mean they're not tough animals, but that's what an invertebrate is. So that's where we're going to go today, and we're going to learn about them. And specifically, I am going to talk about octopuses. Yes, the eight-legged little animal. Well, they're not little all the time, but... The eight-legged animal at the bottom of the ocean that some of us don't really know a lot about, including myself. Um, This is an animal I'm not always familiar with marine life, but I knew a little bit something about octopuses. But I learned some interesting facts while researching this for you guys. So come along with me and learn with me. So octopuses are found in the ocean all over the world. There's all kind of different type of octopuses. We're going to specifically talk about one later on, which is the giant Pacific. But in general, they're found everywhere. As long as there is salt water, they might be found. Now, you might not find them if you're swimming on the surface or going a little below because a lot of the times they live at the very, very, very deep, deep, deep down in the ocean. But regardless, um, they are part of a class called Cephalopoda. That's a funny word to say if you want to try yourself, Cephalopoda. This is uh, the members of the mollusk family. So in this class, there's squids, there's cuttlefish, and of course, there's octopuses, which is why I'm mentioning mentioning it. And there's over 800 species of octopus. And you're probably wondering, like, where the heck did they come up with this name? A cephalopoda. That is such a fun cephalopoda. Like, that's, that's your word of the week. The name translates to head foot. If you ever look at an octopus, they're all one body. The head is connected to the limbs and it's just all into one one whole organism. There's no separation. Like for us, it's like hips and stomach. I don't see no separation. It just goes straight into their legs. They're just one body. So like I said before, they are invertebrates. They do not have a spine. And they are one of the smartest invertebrates. Octopus in general are one of the smartest invertebrates out there. Octopuses talk about the intelligence later but it's mind-blowing they might be smarter than some humans in all honesty but their brain is throughout their body so a majority of their neurons are in their limbs if you ever see an octopus the way they move along the ocean floor or even when they're just swimming in the ocean they're using their limbs they're moving along with their limbs to get to get them where they need to go just like our legs their limbs are doing the same thing but a lot of their brain and their thinking is within their limbs versus where most of ours i mean our brain of course is in our head but then it controls the rest of our body like i said they do all live in salt all cephalopodas live in salt water you wouldn't ever find a octopus in a freshwater or another area it's just not their habitats 
and they're usually solitary and territorial animals so you usually also find a lot of octopuses in dens most of the day there are certain octopuses that like to find um they're part of the mollusk family so like they like to find shells sometimes and sit in the shells and hunt from the shells but a lot of times you'll find them in dens or caves a place where they can hide and be alone in a way octopuses remind me of introverts like every now like they come out to hunt they come out to do what they need to do maybe socialize may hey we're at the party you know they come out when they need to come out to fulfill a, um, a goal but then they're like i'm going back home this ain't as fun as i thought so that's a little bit of general about octopuses um but let's get right into the star of this show tonight the giant pacific octopus you're probably saying like why is it even named why is it named the giant but because the giant pacific octopus is the largest octopus species in the world personally i couldn't go fin to fin toe to toe with this octopus it's huge the largest one they found hold your chairs the largest giant pacific octopus they have found was around 600 pounds 600 pounds and 30 feet across in length and this was found in canada i do not have to dig as to when but on history as far as an on record that is the largest one they have found now on average they are big but they're not going to be that big on average they are 22 to 160 pounds i would say a common child to an average size adult for the most part so they're pretty big and they grow extremely quickly. I believe from when I read it online, it said the amount that we grow, I don't want to quote it wrong, the amount that we grow in two to three months, they grow in a day or a week. It's something like that. They grow extremely, extremely, extremely quickly. They are found in the Northern Pacific Ocean, up to Alaska, around Japan. You'll find them there. Um, I'm pretty sure over time they have migrated and they will continue to migrate as temperatures change, pollution and everything else. But that's mainly where they found, where they are found. They live three to five years. They do not have a long lifespan. They don't. They come in this world, they get what they need to done and they leave. And so along with that, let's, let's talk about like, okay, what about them? What do they look like? As far as I know, as far as I can find, mostly all of them are reddish brown in color. They're very intelligent, like I said. With that, when I mean intelligence, most of that has been tracked or observed in captivity, meaning when they're in like aquariums. I want to say central, but the main part, aquariums, or people are taking care of injured ones. They've seen them undo jars, like lizard jars. They have initiated contact with guests or with their caretakers. They have solved puzzles. So pretty intelligent for an animal that goes around at the bottom of the sea. They're pretty smart. So um, their tentacles are powerful enough to tear human flesh apart. Not saying that's what they would do, but if they needed to, it could. It is, of course, used to get food and move across the ocean. So it has to be pretty strong. They do have 2,000 suckers. 2,000 of them things on their tentacles. Like 2,000 sensory pods on their tentacles. <laughs> The suckers is the things, if you ever um, see the underside of uh, their tentacles, it helps them grip, it helps them move. It's it's their way of maneuvering and figuring out their world. So that's a little bit about the sizes and the features. So now we're going to go right into the behaviors. 
So I know I said they're powerful enough to tear up human flesh, but would they? In general, of course, if you go head to head with one in the wild, in the ocean, I can't say your chances will be as good. But in general, if you see them in like in a caretaking situation, uh, aquarium, sanctuary, captivity, it has been said that they're pretty shy and friendly towards humans. You have different things in play there, of course, if they've been in captivity or born in captivity and they're used to humans and a lot of other factors. But I wouldn't go banking on it if you go swim in the ocean and try to see, think you can go touch one and ride one. It, it don't work that way. But in general, it seems like they're pretty friendly. Like I said, they show their intelligence from what has been seen. They also have their intelligence at the bottom of the ocean. It has been captured where where they're getting their food. When You know how there's crab traps and other traps for fishers and everybody when they put it down there to try to get our food? It has been seen on video where a octopus goes in the trap, grabs the crab out, and gets out of the trap. He dips. He goes in and dips. Quickie. So, yeah, he's that's one thing that I think was pretty cool that they don't... Everyday trap that will get your crab and your lobsters, they're like, this ain't nothing. While we're speaking about the diet. Now, they eat crabs. Everybody loves crabs. We love dipping our crabs in butter. They love dipping in a little salt water and consuming it. They do have beaks. Although they do not have a backbone, they have beaks to help them munch down on these hard animals. So they eat crabs, clams, shrimps, scallops, cockles, snails, lobsters, fish, squid. I'm going to tell you, that's a good diet. And they ain't got to pay for it. That's a good diet. So basically, the pescatarians, in a way. I mean, yeah. Everything they eat is mostly under the sea. And they get it with their suckers. What I was talking about earlier, there are 2,000 of them. They grab it with their suckers and they bite it with their beaks to break it open. Um, There are octopuses that can inject a a poison in a way to kind of stop their prey from moving. But they have beaks, so they just bite right into it. And so... When they're eating, they usually come out their dens, they get their food, and then they go back in. They eat 2,900 calories a day, 2,900 calories. They are growing, boys and girls, so they need all the food they can get. So they're out hunting for a little bit. They're not going to eat one crab and say, yeah, that's it for the day. They're going to get what they need. So that is that is all about their diet for women, for my female octopuses out there. They eat more before they're mating so they can have, before they get with their significant other to have other octopus babies. Um, They eat more so they have better chances of breeding, making a more healthy child. And also because once they start breeding, they don't usually leave their nest. Um, So they're trying to get, it's like, it's like a bear for hibernation. They're trying to get all the meat and all the food they can get. So they'll be good through that time period of their I guess they're nesting. So most cephalopodia, cephalopoda, most octopuses get one chance to mate. Now, this is different for males and females. The males are a little greedy. The males can mate with multiple females, but the females a lot of times are, excuse me if I butcher this, semilaparous. I might have said that wrong, but this basically means, in a nutshell, that they only breed once in their life. Having a child is a lot of work, okay? Having a child is a lot of work. They have to 
eat more they have to then when they lay the eggs they stay around it's a lot of pressure and a lot of work and you know they only live three to five years so they have to be mindful of who they're going to have kids with and when they're going to have their kids because of that a lot of octopuses and because they're solid uh, solitary animals a lot of them mate at the end of their lifespan so they're like oh well we're getting to the end we're about to kick the bucket might as well go ahead and put kids into this water so when they're about to mate the female and the male get together and then she has her eggs or she's mating and then she has her eggs. She lays on average between 120,000 to 400,000 eggs. Wow. She mates and leaves all those eggs and only a few of them make it. You have so many problems when they come out between predators, between the ocean, algae, tie taking stuff away you have so many factors so she lays a lot of eggs in the hopes that maybe at least half of them will make it in this world and be something okay so when she lays these eggs she stays this is a committed mother you guys a committed mother that is willing to do anything for her kids she stays with those eggs every day until they start to hatch when she stays with the eggs she checks them she cleans them if algae gets on there or anything, any dirt she dust cleans or anything that could affect their possibility of coming out into the world, she tries to help prevent that. She tries to keep away predators that come and eat. She does all she can as a mother because she's a strong one. She dedicates pretty much the rest of her life to these eggs because typically at the end of the period after six months and when they start to come out and try to swim on their own and swim away, the mom dies very sad ending kids the mom dies and she dies because but she died for a good cause okay let's not let's get not get that confused she died for a good cause because she had put all she can into these kids and also she does not eat during this time because i said she don't leave the kids for nothing so the reason why they take in so much food because she basically starves herself so her kids can have a better future wow but yeah, they basically die then. The female does. The males go on about the business and go populate the rest of the ocean so everybody can have brothers and sisters. So I thought that was pretty interesting. It's a really sad ending, but it's a dedication that I admire. I appreciate it. So as far as predators, I did say that predators can come and eat the eggs. Nice, tasty treat. You have a lot of scavengers that will come in and eat the eggs. You have mammals like whales that will come in and eat the eggs. Everybody has to eat. Sorry, but that's just the way of the world. But outside of the predators to the actual eggs, the predators for full-grown octopuses when they get out into the world are sleeper sharks and humans because humans are predators to a lot of animals. We eat octopuses. You might not, but someone out there in the world does. And someone out there in the world is fishing and trying to catch the octopus. Okay? Okay? Anyway, so that's the two main predators. Or I'm pretty sure there's other ones out there. I'm pretty sure as food gets low and everybody has to fight for their own, they probably get eaten or try to get eaten by other things. But they, you got to be mindful. Specifically, the giant Pacific octopus is so big that I'm not sure too many things would try to try it that's not the same size you know what i mean so conservation status like i said they're big they they stick to their own they don't have no problems with anybody so they're at least concerned for conservation they are affected like everything else by pollution warmer temps 
overfishing by humans because of course humans got to eat too we choose to eat a lot of stuff that's in the ocean so that is one common problem of a lot of animals especially animals in the sea and then also you have unfortunately people taking some animals for this is not disclaimer this is not the case for most aquariums this is not the case for most things like that benefit off of seeing the animals but sometimes that is the case that people take it for entertainment so as sad as that is it's a sad truth moving on to y'all favorite part usually of the episode and i try not to say this earlier because i I hate ruining fun facts early on because they just get so interesting but either way we're gonna hit you with these fun facts okay so the first one did you know that octopus is have three hearts not one not two but three hearts y'all y'all think y'all know how it feels to get your heart broken you only got one imagine having three they have three hearts one heart pumps blood around the body and the other two hearts pump blood to their gills so they can breathe and get on about their life funny enough it's so funny how they only live three to five years but they have three hearts interesting that's how that's how they were made another cool fact about them is they have a thick blue blood the blue blood is because they have more copper in their blood and not an efficient oxygen carrier. They don't have as much oxygen in their blood as we do, which is why our blood is not blue when you're lacking the oxygen they need. It's copper, not a lot of oxygen. So because of this, they get a lot of their oxygen from the water. So they favor more cooler oxygen rich sides of the water. So when temperatures change or when there's like pollution changing the environment they might move to another area that suits them better for their blue blood and the final the final fact of today is they have a donut shaped brain i just thought that was cool yeah oh before i forget their eyes are not bound by muscles or i don't know if i said this earlier but their eyes are not bound by wow the word is giving me bones like ours are so they almost have 360 degree vision like they can see in front of them with one eye and behind them with the other eye wow go see you octopus um go to your aquarium go to youtube wherever you need to go go watch the octopus video i have to say i was just truly amazed by the way they maneuver and hunt anyways Tune in next time, next Friday, every Friday. I keep saying this every Friday. So you can see what animal we're going to learn next. And I appreciate everybody that has followed, that has reached out to me, that has given me feedback and taken the time out your day to listen to this podcast. And I appreciate it. I hope you learned something. I hope you t- I taught you something. I hope I provided you a break in your everyday life. And I'll see you when we come back. Again, that is Wildlife Wonders Podcast on Instagram. Reach out to me. Tell me what you think. And see you next time.